you've been living inside of that complicated meat machine your entire life. And I can't help but wonder, how much do you actually know about it? If you've been here at CMC before, you've probably heard me say this, but the more you understand something, the better able you are of taking care of it. And since you are obligated to live within the same old skin sack for the rest of your days, it would be in your best interest to at least learn how it works so you can get creative with the care of your incredible, beautiful body. Welcome to the blog and podcast, Unlocking Wellness. I'm Crystal McLean, curator of Crystal McLean Creative, an online resource that supports folks who are ready to get creative with the care of their mind, body, and mother loving soul. If you enjoy this content, would like to support my work and score some sweet self-care goodies, consider a Patreon membership for as little as $3 a month. Yep, three bucks. It's like buying me a cup of coffee. To learn more about memberships and how funds are making a positive impact, you can visit crystalmcleancreative.com. And if you like to read along while you listen or enjoy graphics and videos, you can access all of these features through the blog version of this podcast. Yep, even the audio as well. I'll leave a direct link to this episode in the show notes below. All right, let's get to it. So, In January, we talked about creating a growth mindset so you could set yourself up with more empowering, supportive thoughts. And in February, we practiced self-awareness so you could gain a better sense of why you do the things you do. And now you can access these tools while you expand your body consciousness. It's very exciting. (laughs) By the way, Body consciousness is having an awareness of your marvelous meat machine and understanding how it works. We're going to dive into more specific ways of caring for the physical self in May, including practicing body positivity. So if you're feeling hungry for more, don't worry. We'll hopefully satisfy your cravings in a couple of months. And you should totally sign up for my newsletter if you want to make sure you don't miss out. Anyway, getting to know your body is kind of like finally having an owner's manual to that flesh mobile you've been cruising around in your whole life. So let's get you up to speed. All right. So your body is more than just something you have the occasional complaint about. (laughs) Come on, you know, you've grumbled about your body before. But your body is actually kind of like its own little ecosystem that requires specific things in order to thrive. And because not all ecosystems are created equal, some will need slightly different things in order to keep them flourishing, which is why it's really important that we get creative with our self-care right? Oh my God, right. (laughs) Anyway, when it comes right down to it, you are an organism, which means you're a living creature, just like the plants and animals, bugs, and all biological things. And every organism is made out of tiny little units called cells. And human cells need four basic things to survive. Water, oxygen, nutrients, and waste management. Now, Groups of cells with specific functions form something called tissues, and groups of specialized tissues make things called organs. I know this is probably pretty boring, but stay with me. I promise it's going to get more interesting. Anyway, groups of organs are called systems, and your body has 11 major systems, being the nervous 
respiratory, muscular, skeletal, cardiovascular, lymphatic, urinary, digestive, endocrine, reproductive, and integumentary. Ooh, what's that? (laughs) We'll get into these in a minute. But each system performs specific functions. But here's the cool thing. Even though all of the systems are unique and have different jobs, they all work together towards one common goal, to make you a healthy functioning organism, which is why it's really important to consider the entire body and not just one part. And this goal of being a healthy functioning organism that your body is relentlessly working towards is called homeostasis. And your body does not ever take a break from trying to achieve homeostasis. It's literally working 24 7, 365, no matter what you do to it. Speaking of what you do to your body. <laughs> so remember how I just said that your cells need water, oxygen, nutrients, and waste management in order to survive? Yes. Okay, good. Do you also remember that we're like little ecosystems that need slightly different things in order to thrive? Awesome. Great. Well, the choices you make can either support your little ecosystem, nourish your cells, and help your body achieve homeostasis, or not. (laughs) Sometimes our choices just create more problems. Now, let me be straight with you. I'm not writing this as a person who's always sufficiently hydrated, consistently eating a balanced diet, or, you know, living some impeccable lifestyle. I'm a regular, fallible human, just like you. And I'm not always taking the best care of my body. I think it's safe to say that this is probably true for most of us. So let's not worry about what we're doing, quote, wrong here. And let's certainly not beat ourselves up for the choices we've made or will make in the future. Instead, let's just remember that we're learning about our bodies so we can know what our options are should we want to improve our well-being. Okay? Okay. So our bodies have needs and our choices can help our bodies meet those needs more efficiently. And something pretty awesome about investing in your physical well-being is that it can actually have a positive impact on the rest of your wellness. Yeah, I'm talking about your mental, emotional, and spiritual health, just to name a few. And I don't know about you, but that makes me pretty happy. I mean, We're so tired and so busy. And so learning efficiency tricks like this is a real treat. All right. So let's talk about those 11 systems of the body and learn about their specific functions so that you can be that much closer to becoming a homeostasis ninja warrior. All right, so personally, I love to start with the nervous system because it's in charge of all the things. Like, seriously, there's very little that happens in your body that isn't regulated by the nervous system in some way. So let's start there. All right, so your nervous system 
consists of your brain and long strings of cells called neurons. And neurons are super important because they're the ones sending messages about what's going on between your internal and external environments and your brain. I'm talking about the inside of your body and the shit that's going on around you. And the way the nervous system works is by using electricity and chemicals. How cool is that? I'd also like to note that your body only has so much energy, so it's important to pay attention to how you're using it. I mean, there's no sense in wasting it on things that are just going to cause you more problems, right? Totally. Anyway, your neurons are picking up on everything that's going on around you and within you and telling your brain all about it. And then your brain makes decisions based on the messages it receives. I also need to mention that some information that we receive isn't always factual, but rather up for interpretation by our subconscious. We'll talk about this more in May, but essentially that's why we should be practicing things like mindfulness and self-awareness on a regular basis. Staying grounded in our truth is going to affect how our body responds to certain things. And if we can control our responses, we can control our well-being, at least to some degree. Okay, back to neurons in the brain. So when you touch something hot, you quickly pull your hand away. This is because the nerve receptors in your skin gave your brain that information. Your brain then tells the muscular system to pull the hand away. It also tells the endocrine system to dial up the adrenaline and the cardiovascular system to send white blood cells to the scene of the crime. A few other things happen too, but I'm trying to keep this short, so let's move on. Anyway, you're designed to react quickly to potentially dangerous things. Your brain is hardwired to be on the lookout for bad stuff, so it will keep you safe. But the trouble is, a lot of the things that push your fear button aren't actually dangerous. Again, we'll dive deeper into this in May, but for now, let's just agree that your brain is the conductor of your body, and sometimes it misreads information. <laughs> okay, the nervous system processes information, manages thoughts, memories, emotions, your sense of touch, motor skills, vision, breathing, temperature, hunger, and like I said earlier, just about every damn thing that's going on in your body. No wonder you're tired. <laughs> All right, we've established that your brain is busy. So how can you help it? At the risk of sounding like a broken record, in May, we are going to learn more specific ways to care for the entire body. But if you do have a hankering for more and you're feeling impatient and you happen to be a Patreon member, I've actually created a pretty little chart with all of the systems listing what organs they include, their functions, what they need to thrive and signs that they might be in dysfunction. And you can become a member for as little as $3, which is great because it's super cheap and your money goes towards helping others in need. Anyway, for now, my best advice is to simply give your brain a break. Find something that's relaxing and doesn't require you to digest and process a lot of information. I don't know, maybe go watch the birds or something. <laughs> okay, the second system I like to focus on is the respiratory system, which includes a nose, mouth, pharynx, larynx, trachea, bronchi, and lungs. And some of those things are just fancy words for throat, voice box, windpipe, and airways. And we like to be fancy here. 
But all of these things work together to exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide to and from the body. The respiratory system creates your voice, provides the sense of smell, and it protects your body against dust and microbes by producing mucus and coughing. So the respiratory system is really important because we need clean oxygen in order to survive. And our respiratory system is designed to clean the air we breathe to an extent. I mean, smoking and using a lot of chemicals is kind of a downer for the respiratory system. Remember, the choices we make can either support or create challenges for our little ecosystems. Anyway, why do we even need oxygen? Like, what's the actual purpose? Great question. Well, in order for your organs to stay healthy and functioning, one of the things they need is oxygen. It actually helps grow and regenerate cells, and it turns food into energy. It's pretty dope. But here's the coolest thing about the respiratory system, in my opinion anyway. It's controlled by the autonomic department of the nervous system, meaning it just happens automatically, like your heart rate and digestion. You don't have to think about it. But you can override the autonomic nervous system by using the somatic nervous system. And the somatic nervous system is connected to your muscular system, which you have partial control of. And we'll learn more about this in a minute. But you have a muscle that controls your lungs called the diaphragm. Why am I telling you this? Well, because a lot of us are living with a shit ton of stress and tension in our lives, this stress can cause shallow breathing and chest tightness. And when this happens, we may not be getting enough oxygen into our systems. Deep breathing helps increase our oxygen levels and expands our ribs, making more room for the lungs to do their job. Not only that, but because the respiratory and nervous systems are hardwired together, practicing deep breathing actually helps to calm you down. You've heard of the fight or flight response, right? Yeah. Well, that's the work of your sympathetic nervous system. Oh my God, the nervous system is really complex. Anyway, that's, that's the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight thing. It's how you respond to stress. Deep breathing can activate the parasympathetic response, which is your rest and repair mode. And oh my God, this is so much information. Why don't you go ahead and just take a few deep breaths while I move on? to the cardiovascular system. <laughs> okay, so the cardiovascular system consists of a heart and a bunch of blood vessels, and its job is to transport that oxygen, hormones, nutrients, and white blood cells around the body. It also removes waste and helps regulate your body temperature. And that's why it's important to keep your heart strong and healthy. It's literally the delivery system that provides your organs and tissues all the goodies they need to survive. Your heart is also a muscle, which is a great segue to the next system. When we think about the muscular system, we typically think of things like biceps and hamstrings. And these are just two of 840 skeletal muscles, which are controlled by the somatic nervous system, right? That's the part that you have the control over. We actually have two other types of muscle tissue, smooth and cardiac, which are controlled by the autonomic nervous system. And if you recall, that's the thing that just happens automatically. All right, so cardiac muscle, you've probably already guessed, 
is the tissue found in your heart. Well, at least the very center of your heart. And smooth muscle tissues can be found on the inside walls of your visceral organs, like your liver, pancreas, and intestines. And it doesn't matter whether the muscle tissue is skeletal, smooth, or cardiac, they all help move stuff around. That is the point of a muscle. Speaking of moving, another reason we're able to move is thanks to our skeletal system. You've got about 210 bones, give or take, depending on how many ribs and digits you have. Remember, every body is different. But the skeletal system also has a bunch of connective tissue, including cartilage, tendons, and ligaments. All right, so cartilage hangs out between bones, and it acts like a soft padding between the joints during movement. And ligaments are elastic bands that actually connect bone to bone, whereas tendons are tissues that connect bone to muscle. All right, I also want to give a big shout out to something called fascia, though admittedly, I'm not really sure what system it belongs to. I'm sure there's someone smarter than myself who knows the answer. Anyway, fascia is an elastic connective tissue that's basically a giant web that connects every single thing inside your body. Think of it as a suspension system that allows for movement. Anyway, back to bones. Sorry. <laughs> your skeletal system does more than just provide a framework for your body. It's actually where blood cells are made and where minerals are stored. And speaking of minerals, the digestive system contains a mouth, stomach, esophagus, salivary glands, liver, gallbladder, pancreas, and intestines. And its job is to digest food, transfer nutrients and minerals, eliminate waste and absorb water. And you can imagine how much happier your digestive system is when you limit things like Diet Coke and Doritos. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you can't have your tasty processed chemical laced snacks now and again. However, you would be doing your body a great service if you actually ate a wide range of naturally occurring whole foods. Remember, you are a living organism and you need those nutrients and minerals to survive. Just saying. <laughs> so what the heck are nutrients and minerals? Basically, they're important compounds that our systems need in order to do their jobs well. And the only way we can get them is if we eat them. Nutrients, also known as vitamins, are derived from plants and animals, and minerals come from the earth, which is why we should stop fucking up our planet. <laughs> Environmental care is self-care. All right, so should we find ourselves ingesting some sort of toxins or getting caught up in an ugly virus or bacteria? Luckily, we have something called a lymphatic system. So the lymphatic system is made out of an adenoid, tonsils, thymus gland, spleen, and lymph nodes and lymph vessels. And its main objective is to fight off anything that can make you sick. Now, the cardiovascular and lymphatic systems from a distance look quite a bit alike with their highway systems threaded throughout the entire body. But where the cardiovascular system has the heart to pump your blood around, the lymphatic system relies on little clumps of nodes to do the job. But here's the thing. The nodes require movement to pump efficiently. The nodes hang out mostly in the busiest, bendiest parts of the body. 
think armpits, knees, and groin. You actually have them throughout your entire body, but these are the heavy hitters. Speaking of heavy hitting, it is crazy how much information you're taking in right now. Oh my God, keep hanging in there. You're doing great. All right. Next up, <laughs> we've got the endocrine system, which is a group of organs and glands that make all of those tricky hormones you've heard so much about. And there's quite a few of them, which I'll list in greater detail in the blog. But to save time, I'm just going to tell you that hormones regulate things like cell growth and regeneration, body temperature, metabolism, sleep, and how we manage stress. And those glands and organs are the pineal, pituitary, thyroid, parathyroid, and adrenal glands, and the hypothalamus, pancreas, ovaries, and testes. We're going to talk more about ovaries and testes when we get to the reproductive system. All right, eight systems down, three to go. We're almost there. (laughs) All right, so your urinary system, also known as the renal system, consists of kidneys, ureters, a bladder, and a urethra. Urethra! (laughs) Sorry. But anyway, its job is to eliminate waste from the body. It also regulates blood volume and blood pressure, controls electrolytes and metabolites, and it regulates blood pH levels. Remember how your nervous system works by using electricity and chemicals? Well, these electrolytes are actually what carry the electrical charge. Your body's so friggin' cool. Okay, it's time. It's time we talk about the most controversial system, the reproductive system. All right, so if you look at just about every single embryo, most things start out looking kind of like a lima bean with eyes. About six weeks into this development, the reproductive system starts to form. This reproductive system may or may not include the ovaries, fallopian tubes, uterus, cervix, vagina, prostate, testes, penis, whatever. Now, this is where a lot of folks get hung up. Just because a person may be born with certain parts does not necessarily mean that they are a girl or a boy. These are just assigned titles because historically, our society is lazy and they feel compelled to categorize things. And don't get me started on the way the patriarchy has brainwashed us into believing that one gender has more value over the other. Fuck all. (laughs) Anyway, these are just parts that perform functions that help your body to achieve homeostasis, among a couple of other perks like totally optional baby building and pleasure making. There, I said it. (laughs) Gender identity is a personal perception. We are all just human, and that's all that matters. Anyway, ovaries and testes produce hormones, which is why they were briefly mentioned back when we were talking about the endocrine system. Specifically, these hormones are estrogen and testosterone, and they regulate things like biological growth and development and influence the nervous, endocrine, skeletal, and cardiovascular system. They also regulate sex drive, fat distribution, and muscle mass. And newsflash, we all have estrogen and testosterone. 
It's just that some folks have more of one than the other. Thanks for letting me get political back there. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap things up by figuring out what the heck the integumentary system is. Drumroll, please. It's your skin, hair, and nails, which I guess is also pretty controversial, right? For some reason, there are people out there who get pretty upset about the amount of melanin in the epidermis, which is the amount of pigment in the superficial layer of skin, by the way. And they're also kind of pissed off about the shape of the keratinocytes found in certain hair follicles. It's fucking bonkers. I don't get it. But here's the thing. It's just skin and hair, and it's there to protect your inside bits, regulate body temperature, cell fluid, synthesis of vitamin D, and detect stimuli. Like that hot thing we touched earlier that was mentioned in the post. Yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter what your skin or your hair looks like. It just matters how well it's performing, right? Take care of your skin. All right. You did it. I can't even believe it. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'd like to just recap a few important things. You are a living organism that needs water, oxygen, nutrients, and waste management to survive. Every body is different, so we all need something a little different in order to thrive. Your brain choreographs all the systems, and they work together so they can help you achieve homeostasis. You can help your body achieve homeostasis by eating good foods, breathing clean air, staying hydrated, moving your body, resting, and managing stress. And finally, we need to take good care of ourselves because we need the energy to organize and dismantle capitalism, colonialism, and crush the fucking patriarchy. (laughs) Okay, maybe that's just my own personal agenda, but I'd love it if you joined me. Speaking of joining me, you can join the Dream Team and me over at Patreon and score those extra perks and make a positive impact on our communities most in need because community care is self-care. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you next time when we start diving into the six month long series where we explore all the different ways we identify the self. You won't want to miss it.